Welcome to the Lady Beta Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Mern. I'm a certified health coach, certified personal trainer, and soon to be a certified brain rewiring coach. We're going to be talking about all things training, nutrition, mindset, and hormone balancing for the Lady Climber. You can learn more about me and the services I offer over at ladybetacoaching.com and over on Instagram at ladybeta.coaching. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Lady Beta podcast. I am so excited to be here with you. This is something that has been on my mind since, oh boy, it's probably been at least six months. I had hoped to have had this out back in May, but you know, the world has changed a little bit since then. So I'm really excited to be bringing it to you now. So I wanted to use this episode as a chance to let you guys get to know me a little bit better and kind of set the stage for what I want to be bringing to you and for this space. So a little bit more about me. I am, as I said in the intro, I'm a certified health coach, a certified personal trainer, and soon to be certified brain rewiring coach, which I am freaking pumped for. So brain rewiring has been one of the biggest game changers, not only in my climbing, but my business as well. So this is something that I'm going to be opening up spots for pretty soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, I'm excited to be sharing more about that both on Instagram and hopefully through email and in the Facebook group as well in the next couple of weeks. So you guys can actually come along on the journey with me. The program that I'm doing is actually six months long, which is crazy. I'm almost halfway through. So the way that it works is I actually learn how to rewire my own brain first, and then I learn how to teach it to other people. So the certification program that I'm going through is intended for coaches and wellness professionals and other professionals to be able to teach other people how to do this. So I'm really excited to be bringing this to the climbing space and to honestly be one of the first people to kind of explore the power that brain rewiring can have for improving your climbing. Like it really is so game changing for the rest of your life, but you know, since we're climbing and climbers, that's what we're here for. I'm really, really excited because this is going to be such a different way of approaching climbing. You know, training is great and I have a love and appreciation for training, but the mindset side of things is something that I have struggled with so, so deeply since I started climbing. There was a lot of self-doubt. There was a lot of me really not being able to push past my fears and push my limits. Um, I was really afraid of what people would think of me if I got on a certain route. Um, I always thought that I, you know, had to do pretty much every single V4 before I had to climb or could even try V5. That was something that kept me stuck for so incredibly long. So I hope to bring this to you so that you can start to break out of those negative patterns because it really is all of the things that we think about ourselves creates our reality. So a lot of the times we are really holding on to these subconscious beliefs that if we don't actively go in there and search them out, they are going to skew our perception of reality. And the one really cool thing about our thoughts is that everything we think, feel, say, and do creates the reality that we live in. So why not have all of those thoughts actually create a more positive and environment and allow us to really push our boundaries quite a bit more, you know, like set yourself up for success. And I think that this is something that is just like so needed and 
has really been missing for such a long time. You know, there's a lot of like conventional mindset work, there's meditation, there's breath work. But what brain rewiring is, it's actually changing the neuron pathways in our brains. So the neurons that fire together fire together more often in the future. So if we can change the ones that are firing to ones that actively support our goals and what we're trying to do, oh, well, magic can happen. Like that's what I'm just like so excited about because I've seen such massive change in not only the way that I view things, um, but the way that I run my business, the way that I speak with my clients, I'm really able to read between the lines a lot better, you know, what's actually holding them back. And I'm able to say, here's the pattern I'm seeing, you know, like what's playing into that? Like what is happening for you or what, what caused you to actually be this way? Like, how did we get to where you are right now to where you're so afraid to try hard in front of other people? You're so afraid to take a fall, you know, associating falling with failure and not being able to get out of that pattern. So brain rewiring really offers a different path for people to explore the limits and to really be able to push those boundaries and also to be able to perceive real versus perceived risk because that's a big one. If you're sitting there, you know, unsure of is this actually dangerous or not, brain rewiring is going to be able to give you those tools to look at the situation a lot more objectively and be able to determine the real risk versus if it's just your mind and your limiting beliefs telling you, hey, this is scary, you know, um, your ego is just kind of popping up here and saying like, I don't really want to do this. I don't want to change. That seems scary. So being able to have that as a skill set as well. So again, I'll be sharing more about brain rewiring. I just am so excited about it right now. So I wanted to share a little bit more on the podcast because that's definitely a direction I will be going. And that's something that I'm going to be talking about quite a bit more and really diving super deep into is that mindset side of climbing and improving your skill sets, honestly. So a little bit more about my background. I started climbing about 11, oh my gosh, almost 12 years ago now, which is kind of crazy. Um, I actually took a gym class in high school called outdoor education. And we went to an indoor climbing gym, which I always thought was a little bit funny. Um, I grew up swimming. Um, I played a little bit of soccer, but swimming was my kind of like first sport love. It was the first thing that I felt really good at. Um, I had incredible endurance. My events were the mile and the 200 butterfly. If any of you are swimmers out there, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, Um, not a sprinter, like fast bones in my body. Nope. Still trying to work and develop those. But climbing was the first thing that I really felt like I was actually pretty decent at. And my boyfriend at the time, I was like, wow, I can kind of outclimb him. Like, this is kind of cool, actually. Like, I felt really empowered. And I think that that's the reason that I stuck with it is because of that empowerment. You know, it made me feel strong. It made me feel confident. And when I graduated high school, I actually went to the same college that I had climbed at for the first time. It was in the same town. Um, I started working at that climbing wall. I was definitely one one of very, very few women. Um, There's still not a lot of women, I think, that work in the industry. We're definitely getting there. You know, it's growing and improving, but still largely male-dominated, both climbing and those who work in the industry. And it was just something that I got hooked on. You know, it was from kind of day one, like that was the thing that really drove all of my decisions. Like it was the thing that like, oh, I want to get better at climbing. I better go to bed early. You know, I better make sure that I eat something healthy so that I can recover and climb harder tomorrow. It was something that like kind of took over my life, honestly. And for the first couple years of college, I was competing with the circuit that they had with the school. And I really loved that aspect of it. I think competitions are so fun. 
I mean, in what other sport can you actually get that super supportive and encouragement from other people that you're quote competing against? Like it's honestly just so special. And if you haven't ever done a competition before, you know, maybe wait until things are a little bit safer, but I would highly recommend doing one because it is, it's really not competitive at all. It's you pushing your boundaries and being supported by other people. Like everybody else wants to see you succeed as much as you do. And that's like so rare. And and I can't even think of a single other sport that has that element to it. So that was something that I really enjoyed um, my four years throughout college. And once I graduated, I was like, oh my God, now what? Like, how am I going to (laughs) climb? You know, I think a lot of people kind of have that moment where they come to a fork in the road and it's like, well, are you going to get a conventional job? You know, maybe climb a little bit less, or are you going to maybe go the climbing route, still work at a gym, um, try to keep this involved in your life quite a bit more. So right after I graduated college, I actually started working at another gym in Spokane, Washington. And that really opened up my eyes to the possibilities in the gym. Um, I had been route setting a little bit when I was in college. I was the only female route setter. And that's something that I also felt like, wow, okay, you know, I can be really creative with this. I really love crafting this movement and watching people try to solve these problems that I've set for them. So that was the route that I ended up going for quite a few years after college was, you know, kind of moving from gym to gym and being (laughs) the female route setter on the crew. And that was really hard. It was you know, not only a lot of physical work, but it was emotionally very difficult as well, because I always felt like I had to prove myself. You know, not only did I have to actually work hard to set things, but I had to almost work twice as hard as the other guys on the crew for to even get recognized. And it was something that, you know, really stuck with me for a very long time. Um, That was a very formative period for me that created a lot of limiting beliefs in my head. And that was something that really held me back from actually climbing harder for a, for a super long time. And, you know, to this day, I'm still kind of like untangling everything that happened there. And I still love route setting, but I'm really happy that I don't do it full time for a job anymore. You know, all the people out there doing it, especially the women, like they are just such badasses and it takes so much out of you to do that. So I just really have the utmost respect for the route setters in the industry. And kind of after that, I (laughs) struggled for a little bit, you know, like I didn't really want to route set anymore. I did still work at a gym after that. And then I kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, I want to make a little bit more money, you know, let's, let's maybe explore outside of the gym. What does that have to offer? Um, I got kind of a normal quote person job. I worked as a manager at a grocery store in the vitamins department and that was okay. Um, I was pretty decent at it. And that's when I really recognized like, okay, I think I was meant to be a leader, you know, like I am actually pretty good at management. Um, I'm really good at having a team under me and being able to hold space for how they're feeling. And I don't micromanage them, you know, like I think this is something that I could do. Um, and a couple of years before that, when I was still in college, actually, I got my personal training certification. I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do with it at the time. I think I wanted to somehow train, you know, climbers, but maybe at like a, an actual, just like a globo gym type of thing. I wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but I think I was just using that as a potential option after 
after graduating. So I didn't use that certification for quite a while. But moving on into working at the grocery store, I had just finished my health coaching certification, which was a year long program, which is kind of crazy to think about. Like that's, that's kind of intense. And after I finished that, I was like, you know what? I have these two certifications. I am obsessed with climbing. I, it's pretty much the only thing I want to do. I don't stop talking about it. Let's try and see if I can potentially be a coach for some people. You know, maybe there's somebody out there that wants to work with me. Maybe there's somebody out there that, you know, wants to train the way that I've been training. So my thing has always been like, I have been a training nerd for so long. And it's one of my greatest joys because I was really able to create a training plan that worked for me super, super well. It was, you know, it came with a lot of hours of research and it came with a lot of experimentations, a lot of trial and error and figuring out what does and what doesn't work. And I feel like I really cracked the code, you know, for my own body. And I wondered like, Hey, do I think that this could work for somebody else? Um, I think I have a rather unique way of training. It's not a way that I've seen any other coach in the industry do things. So, you know, it was a little bit scary to think like, Oh, maybe people won't like this because it's not, you know, what else is out there right now. It's quite a bit different. Um, it's a lot lower volume, a lot higher intensity and, you know, it's hard. Like, the, if you've ever worked with me before, you know, like it is not easy. Um, the training that I write, um, I always tell everybody, you know, my worst nightmare would be somebody telling me, Hey, that's too easy for me. Um, so I do tend to go a little bit on the harder side, but of course, keeping in mind where the individual is at. So I actually ended up hiring a business coach, which for me was so crazy. And I remember the one question she asked me, um, kind of on our preliminary call was, you know, Chelsea, like if you don't make a change, where do you see your life in three to six months from now? And I was like, well, absolutely. It'd be exactly the same. And she was like, you know, are you okay with that? And I was like, hell no, like definitely not. Let's do this. I'm ready. You know, it's now or never. And after that moment, like my entire life, the entire trajectory of my life changed. And I kind of dove headfirst into becoming a coach and really exploring what being a good coach meant. You know, it's not just saying, hey, here's your training plan, but it's like really fucking caring about people. Like, you know, what's happening in your life right now? Like, I want you to talk to me about it because if something is affecting you in your life, it's going to affect your climbing. And that's always kind of been my philosophy is you can't really compartmentalize the two. You can't have your life separate and then you're climbing, you know, all the shit that you have not dealt with in your life, all the limiting beliefs, you know, all the, the trauma and everything that's happened to you, all those situations, the events, like it's going to come out and reflect in your climbing, you know, whether that's you having kind of like a freak out at the crag, whether that's you yelling at your belayer or just being super, super hard on yourself. Like those things all came from somewhere. And in order to break those down, you've got to identify and be open to exploring like, okay, those things happened. Can I let them go? Um, and it's a lot easier to do that with a coach who understands that and has been there as well. So being able to just hold space for people and also ask the right questions. And that's one of the things about being a coach that I love the most is being able to ask those questions that people have not been asked before that maybe somebody else has been too afraid to know the answer, but I can handle it. You know, I can hold space for whatever's happened to you. I want to know, I want to talk about it. And I absolutely want you to feel like you're supported through that. So I really dove deep into kind of like the art and craft of coaching and 
and learned pretty quickly that yes, people love training. Like it's something that's, you know, going to probably always be like the bread and butter of my coaching business, but that there are a lot of other important factors too. So things like nutrition, things like mindset, kind of like I was saying with the brain rewiring and then also hormone balancing. So I decided pretty early on, like I really only wanted to work with women and those who identified as women. And, you know, it was pretty terrifying because I wasn't sure if, you know, I was going to be quote losing business because I'm cutting out essentially like half of the climbing population by not also working with males. But I knew deep down like that sense of empowerment that I felt when I first climbed, like that's what I wanted to bring to people. And that's what I really wanted to help women feel is like fucking strong and very confident. And that's one of the biggest things that people walk away with after working with me is confidence. You know, it's yes, you got physically stronger. That's great. But you now believe in your ability to do something that's even better. So that's one of the ways that, you know, it just lights me up to be able to work with people in that way and to really take coaching as, you know, incredibly serious. Like, not only is this my business, it's my life and being able to work with women who are absolutely incredible, but maybe they just don't kind of see that about themselves. And I'm able to ask them the right questions, hold space for them, you know, really have them do a training plan that works for them and their bodies and help them to understand, you know, like hormones and all those fluctuations, like they really, really matter. And it's not just that you're not feeling good because you're not strong. Like what else is happening? Like what's deeper and what's beneath the surface. So being able to have those types of conversations where, yeah, like it's not weird for you to talk about your periods. Like I actually really want to know, you know, like that's going to give us so many key signs as to how your overall health is. And I always like to think of it as like your monthly report card and being able to parse out information from there and really determine like, okay, what changes can we make based off of this information? So that's a little bit about my background, um, more climbing specific. In the last couple of years, I've climbed both um, a multiple 513Bs. Um, I've actually never climbed 12D. <laughs> so to be determined, maybe I'll hop on one at some point. Um, I've sent multiple V8s. And in the next couple of years, I really hope to be able to do 13C, although I don't focus on sport climbing nearly as much as I do bouldering. I think because bouldering feels more difficult for me. Um, don't get me wrong. Sport climbing is definitely hard. It's also mentally very difficult, but bouldering, I think because I am a shorter climber, I just know like I'm going to have to try so much harder on some of those moves. And I really do like that challenge. Um, my goal has always been to climb V10 by the time that I'm 30, which is <laughs> rapidly coming up here um, in the next couple of months. And if I I've learned anything in the last year. It's that everything that we want is happening for us already, um, but it's not really up to us to put things on a timeline. So I've been more open lately to letting go of that timeline and understanding like, yep, I will climb V10 when the time is right and to keep training, to keep doing the mindset work and to being open to trying harder things as well. Um, for a really long time, you know, it was like, okay, I've got to climb, I've got to get on a V9 and I would just avoid it, avoid it. And I would just like, be so afraid of quote failing that I would never even try one. And then eventually my fiance is like, what are you doing? You cannot climb V9 if you don't get on one. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. That is a great point. So I've been trying harder things lately. Um, currently I'm struggling with a volar plate rupture in my pinky. So we'll see. Um, it's definitely been changing the way that I've had to climb. 
Um, I've definitely been using nine fingers and it's, it's been okay, but you know, the biggest thing that that had an impact on is my confidence. You know, I'm not able to do dynamic movement right now, which is really like something that I love to do. That's a part about climbing that I love the most is being dynamic and doing like those coordinated movements, timing it right and getting the momentum just dialed in. Um, I think that there's a lot of details in dynamic movement that just makes it, you know, that much better of a puzzle to solve, honestly. So with that, yeah, I've been, you know, kind of modifying how I climb a little bit, but I'm glad that I'm able to still move for the most part and to do quite a quite a few things. It's been about five to six weeks since the injury. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks that will be, you know, healing. And again, you know, things are always happening for us and we're always on the right path. We just have to be patient. And who are we to put things on a timeline? So I'm trying to remind myself that, you know, it's okay that this season of life right now that I'm not climbing, you know, quote, as hard as I normally would like to. So hopefully this episode was helpful for you guys to get to know me just a little bit more. Um, I'm so excited about the episodes that are coming over the next weeks. So with that, the style of the show will be some solo episodes, um, you know, topics that I really want to let you guys know about things like brain rewiring motivation. There's so many things, questions that I get asked that I think could be, you know, better expanded on in a podcast. And I think that this is a really great platform to do that. I'm going to be having a lot of listener Q and a episodes as well. I think that those are extremely popular and I love, love, love all of the questions that get sent into me. I want to have a place that is a home for them. You know, like it's great that I can answer them on Instagram stories, but they disappear within 24 hours. So why not get that message out to more people and give it more of a permanent home on something like a podcast? I'm also going to be doing interviews with amazing women in, you know, the coach, the coaching and the climbing industry. And I'm so excited to be bringing all of this to you guys. And this is just such a such a dream come true for me to be able to have a platform to reach more people on because there's, you know, there's a lot of amazing work that can be done one-on-one, but really having this, you know, be essentially a free resource for people opens that up so much more. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I'm so excited to get this started. And if you're loving what I'm saying on the podcast, you are absolutely going to love the collaboration that I have with a lot of other lady coaches in the industry. So we're going to be bringing you a massive, and when I say massive, I mean hours of content freebie. We're going to be talking about everything from nutrition to training, doing plyometric exercises for dynamic movement. We're going to be talking all about brain rewiring, mindset work, projecting, and so much more. You guys are absolutely going to love this freebie and it's going to be coming to you in about a week. So stay tuned for more information on that. And I am so excited to get this show rocking. If you're loving the show, make sure you tag me on Instagram in a story. I absolutely adore seeing that you are enjoying the show. I will also be doing a monthly giveaway for a free training plan if you go leave a review on iTunes. So make sure you like, subscribe, and leave that review. And I'll be doing that giveaway once a month. Thanks so much for being here.